Girlfriends, episode number 295, Seeking Rest with Sonia Corbett. Hello and welcome to Girlfriends. I'm Danielle Bean. I'm a wife and a mom and I'm on a mission to help you know your worth as a woman so you can find peace, balance and joy in family living. This week, one of my favorite people on the planet is joining us, Sonia Corbett. What a gift this woman is. Can't wait to share this conversation with you. Let's go. Hey there, girlfriend. How are you? So glad you're able to join me again here on the podcast. Always love to be able to connect here. If you are a new listener, welcome. I hope you're going to like what we share here and want to become a regular member of our Girlfriends community. Before we dive into this week's conversation, I wanted to give a shout out to some ladies that I had the privilege of meeting in both Phoenix when I was recently as a part of a Together in Holiness marriage conference that took place there a few weeks back. And right here in New Hampshire, in Windham, New Hampshire, at St. Matthew's Parish, I had the chance to give my You're Worth It retreat, which was such a joy because this particular retreat was scheduled, I don't even know how long ago, right before COVID. And then COVID happened and we had to reschedule and then COVID continued and we had to reschedule. This thing got canceled and moved around and rescheduled to the point where, you know, we were pretty much all in despair. Like, is this ever going to happen? And it finally did. It was such a joy to be able to connect with the ladies in person there at St. Matthew's Parish. And at both locations, both in Phoenix and here in New Hampshire at St. Matthew's, I had the chance to meet some people who listened to the podcast. And I love it. If ever you are at an event and I happen to be there, please come up and say hello. I love meeting people who listen to the podcast. I love meeting girlfriends in real life because you know what? If you come and you tell me you listen to girlfriends, you're already a friend. I know you get it, right? Because not just anybody's listening to girlfriends. People who truly get it are listening to girlfriends. So I want to thank you for that. And I want to thank the ladies who came out and had such kind words and encouragement for me when I met them in person, both in Phoenix and right here in New Hampshire. If you are interested in having me come possibly to do a retreat or an event. I do have a particular Lenten retreat that I have put together. Um, If you want information about that, just send me an email, danielle at daniellebean.com, or you can go to daniellebean.com slash speaking or slash retreats, and you can get more information about possibly inviting me to come speak at your event or bringing one of my retreats to your community. I've been doing a little bit more of these, not quite so much as pre-COVID and probably never will do quite so many as pre-COVID because you know what COVID did, as awful as a lot of it was, it hit the pause button for many of us. And many of us were kind of able to shift how we work and kind of rethink our priorities a little bit. So as we're going back to regular life and going back to, for me anyway, some travel, I'm balancing that. So I'm I'm kind of looking to take on fewer speaking events, but I still do love having some on my calendar because I love being able to meet with people in real life. There really is no replacement for that. So if you'd like to investigate having that happen for your community, connect with me. You can just send me an email, danielle at daniellebean.com, or you can go on my website, daniellebean.com and click on the tab for retreats or speaking to get more information about those things. Would love to be able to connect with you in that way. All right. So this week's guest is Sonia Corbett. I love this woman. She has such passion for sharing, especially the word of God. She's got a new book out. I cannot wait for her to tell us all about it. So here we go. Here's my recent conversation with Sonia. 
Hey everyone, welcome. I've got a special guest and dear friend who is joining me here on Girlfriends today. Sonia Corbett is known as the Bible study evangelista. Yes, that is a word she made up and she's totally allowed to do it. She's a repeat guest here on Girlfriends and creator of many Bible study media resources, including the Bible study evangelista podcast. Sonia is a speaker, retreat leader, author of several, seven, I believe, with this newest one, award-winning and best-selling books, including this most recent one that she's here to talk with us about today, Just Rest, Receiving God's Renewing Presence in the Deserts of Your Life. Welcome back to Girlfriend, Sonia. I'm so glad you're here. Thank you, Danielle. Always a pleasure. Yeah, I love talking with you always. It's just fun. And you're such an inspiration to me. I love your podcast. That's how I first got introduced to you was through the Bible Study Evangelista podcast. I don't even know how I stumbled upon it in my iTunes, but I was like, who is this woman? She's got she's on fire. And I absolutely loved it. So I've been following you for several years now and loving every one of your books. But this one really stood out to me as kind of different in its approach, in its theme. (laughs) Um, Just rest, receiving God's renewing presence in the deserts of your life. Who doesn't need that? Why don't you just share with us a little bit about the background of how you came to write this particular book? Well, it came out of almost what I would say, a forced time of desert. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And I didn't know at the time that I was in the desert, but it became clear as I was doing my daily scripture time with God. Mm -hmm. He started speaking to me through Hebrews chapters three and four. And I was really struggling against it because at that time I was actually a Mm non-Catholic. And he, he told me there were two church splits that that my husband and I were privy to. And he told me at that time, I want you to learn how to rest. And I said, but I'm not tired. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I j- just really struggled against it because our, our church had split. We had left the church that we had been members of and and that felt like a family mm-hmm. for like, you know, several years. Sure. And it was heartbreaking, actually. It was a devastating split. Mm-hmm. And so we left that church and we went to kind of hide in a local mega church, which was like 8,000 people or families, wow. actually. So when I got there, I loved the idea that I was sort of invisible mm-hmm. for about a week. <laughs> <laughs> and then I got really antsy about not having a place to use my gifts and to serve. Mm-hmm. And I felt disobedient even. And so all of those areas that I would have usually jumped in and helped serve, they were all full. Wow. And there was no place for me to serve. And and I just remember telling God, you know, I, f- I feel disobedient. I feel like I'm not doing what I'm supposed to do. Mm-hmm. And that's when he said, I want you to learn to rest. And, and I just thought, I don't know. You know <laughs> I don't do that. <laughs> I don't. Well, it, it, I did. Actually, I really appreciated not having that regular schedule. Sure. I didn't. I, I was never. So on a Sunday in our in our non-Catholic church, we would have Sunday school then preaching, then we would run home and get a bite to eat. We would come back for meetings. Mm-hmm. My husband had deacons meetings. I had other meetings. Then we would have have choir practice. Then we would have Bible study. Then we would have Sunday night church. Mm-hmm. So the whole Sunday was just full of activity, which I never considered to be onerous or a burden or I didn't feel burned out or anything like that. But to have the cessation of activity, it was... It was bliss, really, for mm-hmm. a couple of weeks. And then I started to really get antsy. And that's when 
God made it very clear through that passage. And then by extension, the Exodus story mm-hmm. that I didn't know what rest was. Right. I, he, he basically said, you have no idea what I mean when I say rest. And I'm like, well, clearly I don't, Lord. <laughs> <laughs> so that's where the book came. Yeah, I, I love that. And I, I, you know, and, and do you know what I love about the way you share about the Bible and about your 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 own spiritual journey, Sonia, is that you, you talk about your relationship with the Lord, like like a conversation with a friend. You're like, so I told him. <laughs> like, yeah, well, it, I mean, it's kind of that way. That's sort of how he taught me. Yeah. And that's kind of my style. So yeah, I'm kind of, letting it all hang out. Yeah. But he's a safe place to do that. So Exactly. That's what he's there for. He's he's longing for us to do that. Um so this book is really a study, right? So it's set up like a study. Is that is it meant for people to do together in groups? You can do it in groups. There are questions at the end that help facilitate that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But it was a study for me. The study was personal. It was individual mm-hmm. because there was a whole lot to this idea of rest that was individual and personal to me and my relationships and my circumstances. And so what the book does is lead you through the process that God leads all of us in the desert and and what we're meant to learn there. Mm-hmm. And since we sort of we could say we're all on a new exodus together in this in the middle of this desert mm-hmm. in our church and in our country and, right. you know, all those ways. And so what are we supposed to be doing here mm-hmm. with, you know, the the lockdown, especially that's actually when I was writing was during the lockdown. Okay, I wondered that. Yeah, it was just and 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 I, I felt because I was writing it and reviewing that whole story and the whole experience of what I learned, it was it was pretty restful for me. I, I can't even say that, you know, I I actually enjoyed it, to be perfectly honest, because it was a complete cessation again of all that activity, mm-hmm. which I didn't I didn't I wasn't longing for that kind of emptiness or or rest, I guess mm-hmm. we could say. I, I didn't I didn't you know, I don't think any of us did ask God for for something like that. No. But but when it happened, it, it was very fortuitous in many ways. I mean, it was difficult, too, but sure. it was fortuitous. So. I, I was able to rest in that time. Yeah. And I think that that's actually what the time of, you know, the lockdown was for many of us, as unpleasant as it was, and how many of us just, you know, would never have chosen that. There mm-hmm. there were those opportunities to stop doing something completely against our will and just be sometimes and just be in your home, in your family, be removed from work in a lot of ways, physically removed from our workplaces for most of us. And just, um, you know, I know for you, for sure, it included like not traveling. So a real change in your kind of schedule. So many of us experienced that. And then I've been discovering as people are going back to quote unquote normal, which is not normal, um, that we're, we're finding that this is an opportunity really to decide, you know, what one of the fruits of that rest time is being able to come back and say, what am I going to go back to? What, what is valuable for me to continue to do? Have you had that kind of experience as well? I have. And that's exactly what the desert is meant to do. I did miss the travel, Mm -hmm. but I also understood it to be an opportunity to reevaluate and to be present, to be present to our family, my family, in a way that I hadn't 
maybe had the chance to do in a while. Right. And we were all forced together. So, yes. I mean, that's good and bad. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's all of it. <laughs> it is. It, it was kind of crazy and messy, but it was wonderful. It was wonderful. We flew kites and we rode bikes and we played games and poker. And mm-hmm. I mean, it was just it was just a beautiful time. And and like you said, it, it that reevaluation makes you makes you decide or or hopefully it does mm-hmm. it helps make us decide what do I want to return to and how do I want this to look going forward right and so there were a couple of things that I definitely changed from that time oh yeah oh for sure I think that was many people's experience and and one of the benefits that we can enjoy at this at this stage after the rest when we're going back to it but this book I think because of all of these things that we're talking about is such a timely book for people it rest is something our culture resists doesn't understand doesn't see the value of right I, I often think to myself you know when I'm going out for a walk or something I think I can't just go for a walk I need to like you know be doing something. yeah I need to be like listening yeah. to a self-help audio <laughs> book or mm-hmm. something and I have to have something to show for my time. And how many of us feel that way and how exhausting that is. And so this is what I love about this book is that it's countercultural in that way that it's encouraging us to rest or to explore what rest means. And the desert is exactly where we're finding ourselves in the church today. Could you talk a little bit about that? Because I think that's many Catholics experience right now through the pandemic, some of the ways we've been disappointed perhaps in our our church leadership through through this time, or some of the political divisions that we're experiencing, even inside of our church. Um, What's been your experience of that? And what are you hearing from people? Well, one of the main things um, that I had to learn, and I think that we all have to learn, it was easier for me sometimes, I think, than other people because of my how steeped I have been in scripture mm-hmm. and the authority of that that word, which we saw in the readings today, right? Um, the authority of that word that I have always submitted to. Mm-hmm. But God made it very clear through that Exodus story that rest is not a luxury. We see it as a luxury. It's something that we we put at the bottom of the list if we have time to do everything else. Mm-hmm. And actually, it's a priority. It's a discipline. And it's a discipline that involves our emotions and our thoughts and our bodies and our souls. And so when we're in the desert and we have no choice about that, mm-hmm. every single one of us will experience a, a an earth shattering season of desert dryness and fear and deprivation and all of that is necessary mm-hmm. to the process of learning true rest And if we can follow God through that process, which, you know, for a lot of us, we are in right now, if we can follow him through that process, the way he led the children of Israel, then we can we can have that peace that passes understanding that Paul talked about Mm -hmm. and that that Jesus came to give us that rest in the boat. You know, the the whole storm is going on and he's asleep on the cushion in the boat. Right. We can be that way because God is always working, but he is always at rest. So the two things are not mutually exclusive, right? unless we're talking about physical bodily rest, which is not really what the Bible means by that word. Mm -hmm. So the desert is invaluable. And when we find ourselves there, the first thing we do is typically resist it because it's difficult Mm -hmm. and it's painful. But if we can lean in, if we can see it differently, if we can lean into that, unbelievable, beautiful things happen. Yeah. So that's really what I'm I'm hoping is that like you said it is it does seem to be very timely which I, I didn't do on purpose yeah. but 
um, it is very timely. And I, I think that's probably one of the number one things that I really want people to know about it, about the book and the, and the rest that it talks about is that it's not a luxury. It is a spiritual discipline that we must learn or we can, like the children of Israel, forfeit that promised land of rest altogether. And of that, of course, is a type of heaven for us. But it also means that inner Sabbath right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, and that's a, that's a foreign concept to many people. So I, I like that in the book, it's it's very structured in that in each of the different sections, you're looking at rest in these different ways. Maybe you could talk a little bit about that structure where it's like the the idea of rest and wandering, when what your thoughts are, testing in the desert, emotions when you're at rest. Can you talk to us a little bit about that structure in the book? So essentially, the whole desert experience for the people of God was meant to provoke the fear that we experience when we encounter deprivations. Mm -hmm. And I actually mentioned in the book what it feels like when that begins to happen is that it comes from every direction. I mean, you feel like there you can't get relief anywhere. The places that you usually find it, you can't find it. And that was what happened to us, a lot of us in the pandemic. You yeah. couldn't even go to church. Right. You couldn't receive the Eucharist. Mm-hmm. You couldn't go to work. You couldn't. I mean, there were so many areas in which we were we were removed from all of that typical activity. And for a lot of us, that provoked an immediate fear. Mm-hmm. And that's what happens in the desert. And, and it's meant to be that way. It's meant to provoke the fear that we can take to God so that he can begin to address our anxiety and those those rat's nests of thoughts that we cannot turn off. He wants us to rest in our thoughts. He wants to get to the bottom of the anxiety in the woundedness that we've experienced from the past. Mm-hmm like the children of Israel who carried their slavery with them into the desert. Mm -hmm. So God wanted to, he wanted to confront their negativity. And so we talk about rest in our thoughts. And then once he had addressed that negativity, he wanted to get to the root of it, which was the fear and the trauma that they had experienced back in Egypt. Mm -hmm. And so we, we must learn to rest in our emotions because if we can't learn to rest in our thoughts and emotions, we can't rest in our bodies and our souls. Right. We know that yeah. we can lay down to go to sleep and cannot sleep because our minds are racing. Exactly. So that's really what he's up to with that desert. Mm-hmm. And it can be an illness. It can be, you know, lots of different ways we can experience that desert, but it's really meant to provoke all of that negativity and all that fear so that we'll go to him and he can begin to address it with us. And the whole Holy Spirit, you know, he's constantly doing this with us, but we don't listen. You know, we don't realize that's him. Right. And we're not reading the scriptures every day. So we're not hearing from him, his word to the church on a daily basis. So all of those things make it very difficult to recognize that this is this is a gift. Mm-hmm. The desert really is a gift. And if you can see it that way and lean into it, then it the desert itself becomes a paradise. It becomes that inner Sabbath. Yeah. Yeah, that's a beautiful way of looking at it. But I'm picturing somebody listening right now who's going through a desert, whatever it is, you know, some very difficult time in their life. They're feeling like God is far away. Um, What words of encouragement might you offer to somebody like that? Because I I know I've been there before and I've read words like, you know, the desert is a gift and enter into it, embrace (laughs) it. And I'm like, no way. Like you you shut up. You have no idea what I'm dealing with. And um, so what might you say to somebody who's, who's feeling like that right now? 
What I would say is, no, we don't know what you're feeling, mm-hmm. but God does. And yeah. and he understands, too, the purpose behind the difficulties that we experience and the sufferings that we experience. And they're not arbitrary. Mm-hmm. In fact, they're they're ordered toward our salvation. And so if we can listen to his word on a daily basis through the the writing or the readings of the church, mm-hmm. then he will give us his wisdom. He will teach us how to how to see what we're going through and and maybe just a little bit of why. I mean, I was always told you never ask God why. That's just disrespectful and he's not going to answer anyway. And I'm like, I can't help it. I got to know. I mean, I got to know, is there a purpose behind this or is this just pain? Right. You know, and and he, you know, he can't always give us a big answer for why. But I have never asked him that question that he did not give me something mm-hmm. out of the scriptures that gave me a new perspective and that new perspective is just enough to help you take that next step to know that it's not arbitrary to know that he has a purpose in it and that if you can cooperate with it that it goes much faster right. and much easier and I, i've said that so many times lord i will learn this fast if you will just teach it fast <laughs> i i love that and I, I love that you have this this kind of back and forth with god that you share so readily it's really just beautiful and inspiring and you know the way that your book is structured talking about finding you know rest in your thoughts and your emotions and your body and your spirit this is this is the message we need to hear i think because so many of us compartmentalize like our relationship with god like oh that's that thing that i do you know maybe in those 20 minutes in the morning or maybe on sunday mornings at church and then i'm all the rest of myself all the things you know bodily and my feelings and the things i'm dealing with throughout the week that's separate from that so i love that there's an invitation in this book to become holy who you are and and just be at rest in God, all of yourself, like God knows all about it. Yeah, because ultimately, if we don't do it here, we will do it in purgatory. <laughs> so, I mean, the whole point in what we're supposed to be learning in our desert is that moment to moment reliance on the provision of God. His One of his names in the Old Testament that they give him is Jehovah Jireh, the Lord, my provider. Mm-hmm. God will provide for every need, he says in Philippians 4, 19. He will supply every need. Mm-hmm. And that's what the desert is meant to teach us. Yeah. When we experience deprivations and we have that those fears rise to the surface, typically because it's a habit, we get into these cycles of negative, anxious thinking. And we have control we don't have control over much in this life, but we do have absolute authority and control and power over our own thoughts, our emotions, and our behavior. We have that mm-hmm. in Christ. He gave it to us. We lost it in the garden, but he gave it back to us through his death and resurrection. And we have that authority. And so we do have control over our thoughts. And brain science shows us that that's true. Mm-hmm. The more we dwell in negativity, the more we, we reinforce that negativity mm-hmm. and, and even create it, right. actually. But if we can get to the root of where that's coming from, and especially if there's woundedness attached to it, maybe there's difficult memories or whatever, mm-hmm. if we can get to the root of that, too, which is part of what the desert is meant to help us do, if we can get to the root of that, then we can change our brains and the way we habitually 
stew in all of this negative thought and emotion. Mm -hmm. And as we, as our brains change, that's how we experience rest. And it's a, it is a journey. It's a long process, but you see relief immediately as you begin practicing discipline in controlling your thoughts and your emotions. Mm -hmm. It's amazing. It really is. I mean, and the science now that we have backs it up so fully, you know, that we do truly have control over our thoughts. And if we'll just stop thinking them, Mm -hmm. they will go away. (laughs) (laughs) I call them, I I talk about thoughts and emotions like puppies. Yeah. So when a, when a puppy when a puppy, you bring a puppy inside and the puppy pees on the floor or the puppy's chewing on your, your favorite shoe and you, you don't beat the puppy for peeing in the floor or chewing on the shoe. If when we're talking about thoughts, our thoughts are like that puppy chewing on the shoe. So you remove the shoe and you give it something else to chew on. Mm-hmm. The Bible says, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is lovely, think on these things. So you divert your thoughts away from the negativity, which you have to do over and over until you get good at it. Right. And then if the puppy has to pee, then you don't beat the puppy for peeing because you can't keep the puppy from peeing. Right. So thinking about emotions in that way, you take the puppy where it's safe to pee, which is outside. Uh And so with our emotions, we have to be able to express those emotions in a safe place. So we take them to the Lord because he's safe. He's not going to tell anybody. He's not surprised by him. Right. He's not hurt or challenged or overwhelmed or disappointed in anything that we feel. And the engagement that he initiates with us through that process, he does that over and over again through the word with every one of his his people. He goes to them and he initiates a conversation. Mm-hmm. And when we engage with him in that way, then the puppy has a safe place to pee. <laughs> and then we've gotten it out, we've expressed it, and it's not going to stew underneath the surface. Right. And that's the process. That leads to bodily and bodily rest and then rest in soul. Wow. I- I'm never going to think about my feelings the same way again. I'm going to think about that puppy <laughs> peeing. <laughs> yes, the puppy's got to pee, Danielle. <laughs> but that's a really great way of looking at it. And just a really empowering message that's so very true that you you can control these things that th- through Christ, we do have that strength. And so many times, I think we fall into those bad habits of thinking we're, you know, I'm a victim of my feelings and just we're doomed. Yeah, right. Or just following our emotions from from left to right and here and there, and r- not realizing that we do have that strength through Christ, not on our own. We don't have it on our own. And that, that but that's a beautiful reminder to everybody who might need it to day. Well, another way to look at it is that the emotion should always be the caboose of the train. Mm, we I usually like let our our emotions be the engine. Right. And we're just we're following wherever they're leading, mm-hmm. you know. And we know we can sit in front of a movie, say a a, a scary movie or a thriller mm-hmm. and your heart is pounding right. and you're on the edge of your seat and it's not real. Right. None of it. I could say, imagine yourself going to your refrigerator pulling out a lemon, taking it to the counter, slicing it in half, picking it up and putting it on your tongue. Mm -hmm. And if you sat and thought of that and visualize it, your mouth would water. Right. So visualization and and emotion is very, very powerful. Mm -hmm. So we we instead of of allowing that emotion to drive the train when it can be it can be deceived, manipulated, we yes, (laughs) we must put our will as the engine of the train our will drives the train our emotion is in the back Mm -hmm. and if we can do that if we can learn to do that that's a process we have to learn right 
everything gets much, much easier in the spiritual life. Yeah. Oh, that's very encouraging. It, it reminds me of, I think it was a passage from St. Faustina where she talked about all that's necessary is a little bit of goodwill. Like that's what we need. God, yes. God can take it the rest of the way. And so many times we get caught up and overwhelmed before we even begin because we think I'm not there and I can't do it. But all that's required is that little bit of goodwill and he can work miracles with that. All it really requires, yes, is that determination. Mm -hmm. And I remember how many times I went to God and said, I'm just so done. I'm done. I'm done. <laughs> I'm really done this time, Lord. I know I've said it 10 times, but I'm really done now. <laughs> and I, I would, you know, I'd have that spell. And five or six days later, I'd be back going, all right, now what? Right, right. <laughs> you know, you just, you have to continue. You have to be determined because the truth is it takes practice to put the will in charge. Mm -hmm. But that's what drives the entire spiritual life. And that's what leads us to the rest that we're promised. Right. Rest is a promise. Peace is a promise. If we're being controlled by our emotions, then we've got it way out of order. Mm -hmm. We should be controlling our emotions and our thoughts, not our thoughts and emotions controlling us. And when we can learn to do that with God, we do experience rest, mm -hmm. and it is a very, very deep rest that nothing can shake. Yeah. And that's our gift. That is our gift from God, from Christ, through his death and resurrection. So beautifully said. I absolutely love that. We're going to get back in a moment to how people can have you come and maybe do a retreat based on this book or how they can work together in groups. But before that, I just want to ask you, because because I'm a writer, I'm just so curious about these different people's processes for writing a book. What was that process like for you doing this? You mentioned that it was during the lockdown. So did you have a different kind of schedule for your writing? What was the process like in, in getting this book out of you and into the world? It was excruciating. <laughs> I, you know, this was my seventh book. And so I have I have never experienced just not being able to write. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't that I I mean, I have I've taught this for a long time and I had an outline for how I usually approached it. But partly because there was a word limit on it mm -hmm. and partly because I wanted to make it much more easily digestible. Right. I just got stuck. I got stuck with, I got stuck with four weeks left to write it. And I mean, I'm just, <laughs> that is real. I am freaking out. Yeah. I'm freaking out. And if it hadn't been for Scrivener, which I had, this was the first project that I ever used okay. that tool yeah, with. Yeah, I've Scrivener. used that before too. So being able to just move everything around a hundred times without losing it, mm -hmm. you know, it's, it's easier to do that in Scrivener than it is Word, Microsoft right. Word. So that was a helpful tool, but I had to completely reorganize the entire message of it. And I, w I couldn't, for the life of me, find the structure of it. And because I couldn't have, the, I didn't have the structure, I couldn't write it. Mm -hmm. And it was just, it was so difficult. In the, the chapter on emotions, I actually shared a visualization technique that I used for that. Mm -hmm. And I had, I, I was so desperate. I'm like, Lord, I've only got four <laughs> weeks. What am I going to do? I mean, I was freaking out. Right. And I'm, I'm watching master classes on how to, on, on writing and, you know, and they all say the same thing. You just have to write, right. you know, and I'm like, but it's so crappy. It's so it makes no sense. Mm -hmm. It's not, you know, so I just I just stayed with it. But I did that visualization technique. And that is really what changed everything for me, because really? I stopped seeing at the process as as impossible and suddenly began to see it as something organic mm -hmm. and that it would it it would produce of itself. 
In fact, it's interesting. Just this week, I actually, there was a scripture in the readings that said the the fruit of righteousness is produced in peace for those who sow in peace huh. or for those who cultivate peace. And I mean, I just kept going around and around and around and around with that. I was chewing and chewing on it and mm-hmm. I just couldn't get the answer. And suddenly I realized fruit is fruit, whether it's a tomato or a watermelon or leaves on trees or acorns, anything like that. Mm-hmm. Fruit is not produced in unrest. Yeah. Everything that grows and bears fruit does so in silence and rest. It doesn't strain. A grapevine doesn't strain Mm -hmm. to produce grapes. It just does. Mm -hmm. As it it rests where it's planted, it just produces fruit. And that's the trust, really, that I I started to realize in that writing. Mm -hmm. Just write it and work on the other stuff later. And so just seeing it as an organic process that, that would kind of happen itself if I just was disciplined that kind of helped mm-hmm. and it ch- it changed the perspective just enough that I, I stopped panicking it didn't make it easier no but I stopped panicking and then I was able to get it written so okay I, I that's very encouraging to me as a fellow writer because even a pro like you after all these years after all these books struggled to finish up this Ugh, one it th- was terrible that you hit that roadblock but then pushed through it I mean that's a, a beautiful part of the process and now it's a great testimony to what you've discovered about rest even going through that enormous kind of stressful suffering. I, I can I can just picture it. Oh my gosh. So great. Well, Sonia, I want to be sure that people can get their hands on this book. First of all, where can they find it? How do you recommend people maybe, are there other resources available if they want to get together with the group? How can they have you come speak? Let us know where we can get all that information. So everything is available on my website, BibleStudyEvangelista.com. The books are set up for individual study and then also for group study. I also did a podcast series on freedom from anxiety that goes into great detail on the themes from the book that rest in thought and emotion and body and soul and how to have, we didn't talk about it much, but how to have that that rest in body. There's a, Mm -hmm. a number one principle Number one principle from the scriptures and how to have that rest in body and soul. And so I did that podcast series. And then for for speaking, which I have enjoyed being back mm-hmm. with everyone, it has just, I think I needed that little spell of not being able to travel mm-hmm. because I looked forward so much to seeing everybody in person again. But that's also available on my website, BibleStudyEvangelista.com. And okay. the books are there. If you want one signed, you can get it there on the website. Otherwise, Amazon, anywhere books are sold, Ave Maria Press. Very good. We are looking forward to all of that. I will, of course, have all of those links in the show notes for you at AscensionPress.com so you won't miss out on any of the good stuff. Sonia Corbett has been my guest today talking about her newest book, Just Rest, Receiving God's Renewing Presence in the Deserts of Your Life. Sonia, thank you so much for joining us here on Girlfriends Again. It's always a real joy to talk with you. Absolutely. Likewise. Thank you, Danielle. Yes. God bless. All right. Coming up, we've got more of the show for you. But first, a quick break. I'm Danielle Bean, and you're listening to The Girlfriends Podcast. If you enjoyed the Rejoice Advent resources in the past Advents, you know firsthand how God can use the season of Advent to foster a personal encounter with Him so that you are ready for the person of Jesus Christ at Christmas. My name is Father Mark Toops, author of the Rejoice Advent Meditation Series, and I'm excited about this year as we invite you on a pilgrimage 
as we learn more about the places, people, and events of the very first Advent. I am humbled with all of you who have uh, celebrated with me the gift of Advent. Over 100,000 people have been a part of the Rejoice resource in the past. It's been a humble privilege for me to walk with you, and I'm excited about this year's pilgrimage as we learn more about those places, people, and events of the very first Advent. To learn more and to go on the pilgrimage with us, go to rejoiceprogram.com. Until we see you in this Advent journey, God bless you. Welcome back. Now we're at the point in the show where I like to share some listener feedback and special treat. This week, I got a voicemail from listener Rose. Hi, Danielle. My name is Rose Green. We've been in correspondence a little bit over email, and I want to thank you so much for helping us to coordinate, get some of your new books for our Catholic Women's Group book study that we have going on this fall. Uh, the ladies are absolutely loving the book. It's been an uh, easy read, so it, you know it's not too much of a time commitment for them each week. And we have women from all different walks of life, all different ages, um, stages of life, and everyone's been able to uh, tap into your book and the message, and uh, it really relates and resonates with um, everybody. So it's been great. So I want to thank you for that. And I've been listening to your podcast a lot. Um, our parish priest is a friend of, of your family, Father Jeff, and it got me into listening to your podcast. And it's really been just such a joy. Uh, I look forward to it every single day. And I want to thank you for all your words of encouragement, words of affirmation that you have for women, for mothers. Um, it's just been so great. So thank you. And it got me thinking that um, I would love for my husband to have something similar for him. Like he does listen to podcasts, but he hasn't found like a Catholic um, dad podcast or a even one for Catholic husbands or Catholic men, you know? Um, and I was wondering if there's anything out there like that or other other resources maybe that aren't podcasts that would be great. Um, he reads a lot of Catholic literature, but nothing specifically um, for his vocation. I think that he could really benefit from it, just like I've been benefiting from listening to your podcast. So if you have any um, resources or answers to that question, I would really appreciate it. And as always, thank you so much for the gift of your podcast. And um, God bless you, Danielle. Thank you so much. Hey, Rose, thank you so much for sending that voicemail. You know, voicemail is really my love language. If anybody listening wants to send a voicemail, it's as easy as recording a voice memo on your phone and then emailing it to me, danielle at daniellebean.com, or connect with me on Voxer. That's another nice way that you can send audio because then I can add your voice to a future episode of Girlfriends. And I love being able to have more than just my voice here on the show. So if you have a thought to share, if you have a question you want to ask, if you have any feedback to offer, feel free to send me a voicemail to danielle at daniellebean.com. But Rose, thank you. I'm thrilled that you and the ladies are enjoying Whisper. I'm also thrilled to hear the shout out for our dear friend, Father Jeff, who is such a wonderful wonderful priest that has been a fantastic friend to our family through the years. We've loved knowing Father Jeff for many years. He moved far away. Now he's over by you, so you get to enjoy him more than we do. Um, I'm so happy to know, and I'm not at all surprised to know that he is blessing your community in that way. And thrilled that you are enjoying the Whisper Study together 
If anyone else would like access to that companion journal, if you're thinking about starting a women's group or just going through Whisper on your own and want to be journaling, there are some discussion questions and points for further reflection included in that companion journal. You can get it if you just email me, danielle at daniellebean.com. I will be happy to send it to you. You can print it, you can download it, you can share it with your friends. You know, if you've got a women's group that's meeting regularly and you want to think about doing Whisper for your next book, this is a great tool for you to have. So thrilled for those things. And then your question about resources for men. Of course, for podcasts, there are a number of really excellent ones that are part of our family of podcasts right here at Ascension. So um, there's the Jeff Caven Show. And these are not specifically just for for men and husbands. You know, their their shows are kind of broad reaching. And I mean, I love listening to them and I'm sure you would too, but they do offer a masculine perspective. And the other one is All Things Catholic that I especially love from Dr. Edward Sri. And some of you might be familiar with his work in other venues. And he's a frequent guest on EWTN and Catholic Radio. And I've gotten uh, to, to meet him a few different times at different conferences over the years, got to know his wife a little bit when she was part of the Catholic Mom Summit. What fantastic people. But both the Jeff Caven Show and All Things Catholic with uh, Dr. Edward Sri are great resources for men, but also for women, for teenagers, even and young adults. I share these with my kids sometimes. But what I what I think might be valuable for your husband is that they are offered from a masculine perspective. They These are married Catholic men, fathers, and they're sharing from that perspective. A lot of times, the kinds of examples, the real life examples they'll give of the things they're talking about are very relatable to me with regard to family life, but I think especially to Dan as a husband and a father. But there may be other resources out there that I'm not aware of that are specifically talking about Catholic fatherhood, Catholic marriage from a man's perspective. If anybody knows of any and you want me to share them with Rose or share them here on the show, let me know. You can email me, danielle at daniellebean.com or connect with me on social media on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. I am Danielle Bean. So thank you for your question. Thank you for your feedback, Rose. I love that you're listening and I love that you and the ladies are enjoying Whisper. That's all the time we have for today, but I want to thank Sonia for being part of today's show. And I want to thank you for being part of today's show. You are such an important part of what we do here at Girlfriends. This is for you. So I'm so happy that you have been here for today's show. And until next time, I hope you enjoy your day and God bless your week. Girlfriends is a collaboration between daniellebean.com and Ascension the leader in Catholic faith formation. 